Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about Project Haystack and I'm really excited because I have two really special guests to talk about Project Haystack with us today. I'm joined by Gareth Johnson who is the Chief Software Architect at J2 Innovations and Scott Munch, the VP of Customer Experience at J2 Innovations. Gareth, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Our pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, and I'm really excited to talk about Project Haystack today, to talk about semantic tagging and all things Haystack itself. Before we do that, uh, you're both here from J2 Innovations. Scott, I wanted to ask you, could you give us a quick introduction of who J2 Innovations are and what you do? Sure, John. Uh, J2 Innovations is a software company, and we're on a journey to become the leading platform provider for smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT. And we use our technology as a framework to help our customers come to market with new services, new products, and it's fully adaptable and can be integrated in a number of different ways. Our software creates value not only for those partners, but for facilities managers, system integrators, and end users alike, providing an intuitive user experience, intelligent data management, and simplified workflows. This enables improved lives, communities, and as we call, places. Lives, communities, and places, all, all good things to improve, definitely. So happy for that. Thank you so much. And, and I'm going to stick with you, Scott, because today we're talking about Project Haystack, as I mentioned at the start. Um, give us a quick idea. What is Project Haystack and what do we mean when we say that? Yeah, sometimes it's easier to say what it's not. A lot of people think of it as a naming standard. And uh, as an application engineer in previous roles, um, that was a big part of creating a project. But uh, what we found in the industry is that we need to go beyond just naming standards when it came to data and to add meaning to the data point itself so it self-declares. So sometimes we say Project Haystack is about getting data to self-declare what it is, what, what meaning is in that piece of data so that applications and workflows can uh, automatically take advantage of that data. Uh, from a more technical term, we're a uh, standardized semantic data model and web services. So we're also a protocol as well as a data standard. Perfect. And thanks for adding the last sentence, because I would have asked you the, the question directly. So you're ahead of the game already. I like it. And I guess then for for those out there in the building automation, the, the building control industry who are working with, with data, working with uh, you know analytics and other things, they'll understand or know and recognize some of those terms, semantic tagging, et cetera. Um, so thanks so much for the introduction. Uh, Haystack is is not new. So one of the things we wanted to talk a little bit about today was what is new, what's the latest, what's the greatest around the Haystack world. Um, we're going to get there in a second, but before we do, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about some of the values because often when we think semantic tagging, it's just great. Uh, some data scientist somewhere is using that to do something extremely clever. And once they've done their thing, then then all the rest of us can get back to work. But but I wanted to to give yourself, Gareth, as, a, as an opportunity to start. But of course, Scott, feel free to jump in to give us a bit of an idea. What does this really enable? What what do do models and approaches like you have with Project Haystack enable people in the industry to achieve? 
Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think, you know, there's a there's a term uh, bandied around quite a lot, which I quite like, which is the democratization of building data. And really, it's about having a level, level playing field for, uh, uh, you know, data and buildings. So innovation and applications can be can use that data to deliver significant value. So really, you know, if you can ask me what just going back to what is Haystack again, you know, those open standards around building data, they give that level playing field. So if you're doing writing something for fault detection or analytics, um, improving energy efficiency in your building and that, you've got a common data format to work with that you so you can understand what is in that building, how it's functioning, getting back data from that building. And Haystack delivers that. Um, I kind of view Haystack as a... Um, uh, a toolkit, you know, it's because Haystack gets compared to a lot of things. What is Haystack? So just going back to that question again, and I can, I, I always compare it. It's a bit of a Swiss Army knife, to be honest with you, and it differs from other uh, building automation standards as well. I mean, you know, you've got like uh, there's there's quite a few different ontologies out there in the world now. We've got Rick Schema, which um, you know is just focused on the ontology piece. Yeah, it's very very popular uses semantic web technology. And then we've got Haystack. Haystack's a number of things. It's got the ontology piece, okay? So we can understand what's in the building. We can understand the physical, logical, and virtual assets that are in the building. But it also delivers this extra value as well. It gives us some communication protocols, some REST APIs, so we can, we can there is a thing called a Haystack device, essentially, that you can talk to in a common way and query it about what data it's got and what it's doing. There is a language so you can actually put a query together and get that structured data back and do something do something with it so it's a very very powerful standard and it's a multitude of technologies and as, as well as around that standard as well uh, is is not just the standard it's the open source libraries and commercial offerings that are kind of built around that technology as well and haystack has uh, a plethora of uh, software libraries uh, for working with Haystack data, everything from TypeScript, which uh, I authored the, the TypeScript libraries for, for Project Haystack, and of course, you know, other implementations such as Python and Phantom and Haxel and these other software frameworks that are kind of built around that technology. So all of that together gives you this marvelous enabler for kind of building the, you know, these applications up. So it's not just about open standard it's about the community and all the, the tools around that as well understand and, and and maybe give us a little bit of an insight i'm going to ask you each i'm going to pick a a, a a persona let's call it in the industry to understand how they can really leverage that because because as you described this goes further than just putting context into data uh, and even goes further than leveling the playfield just from a data perspective it gives you all these extra tools so so, um, Gareth, for you first, system integrator, what could a system integrator do? What could they start to achieve, um, you know, leveraging some of the standards, the, the the toolkit that comes around Haystack? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, it gives you flexibility in your tools that you're not just glued to one particular vendor. I'd say there's a system integrator that offers a, an enormous amount of value. The fact that you can you know, pick a number of tools now and tools further down the road. And if they're Haystack compatible, then you can start to easily use those systems with your existing portfolio and offer new services to your customers. 
So that's a significant thing. And, you know, the thing about kind of tagging and kind of the, the ontology piece and, you know, all of this is that sometimes that value is a little bit further down the road. <laughs> You know, if you're if you just put in a, a BMS system and, and that's kind of it, you know, if, if you've got everything tagged, uh, then there may be tools tools further down the road that you're not using yet that you might want to start using and offer new services for. So it offers a, a lot of value for system integrators for, um, you know, uh, really good and improved tools, not sticking to just one particular vendor. But it offers a lot of value further down the road, I think, as well as there are new innovations that are Haystack compatible that can do all these extra things with your data as well. Which is a really interesting value because hey, we often talk and, and we've been talking for decades where we're somehow in the building industry, the building industry moves slowly, but that's not really the case anymore, especially when we start to talk about cloud-based services and different data-based uh, you know, efficiency approaches. What you described there, I imagine, can really unlock some simplicity and unlock a little bit of scalability in the future uh, when things that we don't really know exist today might be here in six months, one year, five years' time. Absolutely. And I think we certainly see that with um, cloud-enabled solutions, you know, where you've got uh, that remote connected system and then you've got extra applications that can kind of sit on top to deliver more and more value. You know, so, you know, one particular thing is, you know, we see a trend with now more and more is remote access. People expect remote access. And the reason they expect good remote access is because that's what we're used to at home with our IoT-enabled devices. So whenever we have, you know, uh, something in our IoT-enabled devices, uh, you know, I think last week I got a robotic vacuum cleaner that, you know, my is just hilarious and so no one ever there's a big no one ever told me robotic vacuum cleaners were that good actually scott was the first one to kind of think so i'm behind the times on that one were they, they were that entertaining or, or or that good at vacuuming here i'm not sure which oh i just it's it it just works and if the thing about it it's got the sensors it goes around it's uh it, it does hoover up it, it it i can access it from anywhere you know, and I take that, we take it for granted. I can be down the road and start vacuuming and kind of take credit. Oh, I've just vacuumed the house. It's wonderful. But, you know, I, it's all of these tools and technologies that we have, we take for, we take it, you know, we, we kind of expect it. And so, you know, if we've got a cloud enabled service that gives us kind of remote access there, and then we've got like a common data format, you know, for, for common REST APIs for talking to that data as well then you know that that enables a lot of extra innovation it enables us to kind of use extra services further down the road um, and even have like different business models of you know how we kind of you know provide access and provide those services as well so you know haystack um you know uh, having that uh, i think an independent data layer as as haystack and having cloud enabled services that can utilize you know that all those those different ontologies and tools and stuff offers an enormous amount of value, and I think that offers a, a, a lot of value to system integrators and and build facility managers alike. Understand. Now I said that I was going to ask you both about a, a different persona, but but you just gave us a, a huge amount of information, Gareth. Maybe for you, Scott, and I recognise the ridiculousness of this approach because I'm asking the non-software architect in the call, but. But, but you're both here from J2 Innovations, uh, and obviously J2 Innovations, you're, you're heavily involved, you're heavily committed to Project Haystack. It obviously gives you, as software architects, as, as data scientists, a lot of benefits as well. 
It does indeed. Uh, it's kind of interesting when we've switched the roles a little bit. Uh, typically, I talk about uh, the value proposition for system integrators, but from a software company's perspective, the secret sauce, if you will, that we have leveraged is Project Haystack in our software. And what I mean by that is when the data says I'm a discharge air temperature sensor, as an example, um, we can programmatically in our software create a user graphic with a discharge air sensor icon next to it because I know with a very simple query uh, using one of the different uh, programming languages that Gareth just outlined that are part of the Project Haystack repository that I can auto-generate a ton of content. I can do a similar thing for navigation. I can do a similar thing for binding control logic. And these were all things that were huge labor intensive and error prone topics when I was programming bespoke solutions as an application engineer. And so J2 as a software company is effectively kind of living the dream and helping our partners automate things that were normally manual tasks. So it's kind of behind the scenes. It's kind of like the unsung hero of the Project Haystack value proposition, but it really is a big part of the solution that J2 is bringing to the market is once we've got this data that tells us what it is, and I can teach a, a developer one time to create an application to look for that and do something with it, then that saves thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people doing it over and over again, which is the way we're currently doing it in, in legacy systems. So that's kind of an interesting behind the scenes insight that I wanted to share from a software developer's perspective. I was going to say from a non-software developer's uh, perspective, which because we're switching roles here, why not continue? Um, I think, you know, we, we talk about the tools and stuff, you know, just going back to the system integrator, you know, if the tool's good enough, you know, you don't really care too much about how the data is being modeled as kind of an end user and so forth. Um, it does offer a huge amount of, you know, value as Scott outlined by by using Haystack. You know, but if the tools are if the tools are right, you know, you may not be even aware of how that data is being modeled. And that's, you know, that again, that's something we we use Haystack, but um, you know, we try to create the tools in in such a way that they're they're just easy for people to use. Uh, it's the it's these extra secret source that kind of Scott talked about, which is the extra intelligence where you've got more meaning in that data that you can deliver this extra value. And really, that's that's the that's kind of the sweet spot, um, you know, for for using something like Haystack in your tooling. Understand that, and and hey, let, let's say as well that secret source, but it's also something that we as an industry are going to need to be able to leverage more effectively in the future. You know, we we see the sustainability goals. We recognize we need to make, uh, you know, the the value of building automation and building management simpler and easier to deploy so that we can use it in more buildings. We know we have a skills challenge as an industry, et cetera, et cetera. So all of these things are supported by leveraging that secret source and, and making the tools and making the, the systems and, and, and making the different softwares so much faster faster to deploy, but also easier for those that may not have the the thirty years of experience or the or the uh, or the data science background to really understand the connections. Let me yeah, let me uh, jump on that a little bit, John, because one of our terms that we didn't define um, was data modeling, and uh, you really are hitting a, a sweet spot where we can 
kind of tie in what we expect now from uh, smart homes that just work, plug and play. And what we also talked about, which is democratization and getting into more buildings, not just big and complex smart buildings, but into all buildings. And if you take those two themes and you combine them, they're enabled by the concept of data models. And so I use the example of, let's say, a Nest thermostat. When I pull that out of the box and I power it up and I load the app and it walks me through a wizard, it has a data model already. I am a Nest thermostat. I have a space temperature, a cooling output, and a fan. And I'll, as Gareth said, join the cloud and, and uh, share that information. There's no system integrator behind the scenes in that democratized environment. It's plug and play. And, but the payoff of what I get is exactly the same solution that we've come to expect in full building automation systems. I've got a graphic. I've got remote access to it. I'm seeing the real-time data. I'm able to pull up the historical data. I'm able to do overrides and schedules and things like that. How cool is that? And it's all being enabled by the fact that that software has a data model. And in the application engineer world, we might call that a template. And so maybe kind of lead you down that road of the, the next topic really is what, what does uh, templating do and, and, and Project Zetto do along those lines? I, I was going to, it's something I wanted to kind of chip in um, as an interesting subject because we're talking about smart home, you know, which is a, which is very interesting. We talk like in, in the industry as a whole, we, we draw a lot of inspiration from IO, means of use and smart home, but it also has a lot of problems. One of those problems is data silos. And that's a huge issue with, uh, you know, those smart home systems. Going back to my robotic vacuum cleaner, that has its own app and stuff. And I know there's frameworks to kind of get to glue them together and things like that. But, you know, there's there is a lack of incentive for people to kind of share that data in these smart home manufacturers, I would argue. So, you know, we, when we go back to talk about Haystack again as well, it's, it's about breaking that down. But you haven't just got silo data. It's about bringing all these tools and technologies together so they can talk together using a common data format. So I think that's, you know, that's something that uh, is important to realize that data silos do still exist and and technologies like Haystack, uh, one of the roles of Haystack is to break those barriers down. So, you know, it makes it easier to write and deliver solutions for saving energy and saving the planet. Amazing. Uh, and exactly what you discussed there is a challenge not just for smart homes, but also for smart buildings, for for complex and developed uh, systems, for for systems designed to be open but still somehow end up closed. Uh, a challenge for the industry in general, as you say, uh, we start to try and achieve some of the things you described before. That secret source for a system integrator, uh, you know, making decisions today, good decisions that can make it easier to deploy new technologies tomorrow. Uh, all things that can be enabled with this one. Uh, Gareth Scott, time flies. And, and we're having a great conversation. And we've talked a lot now about Project Haystack. What I'd like to do is invite you back uh, because we'd like to talk a little bit about uh, what's new because something exciting happened recently, the, the Haystack Connect conference. So I'd, I'd like to invite you back for another conversation to continue the discussion on that, if that suits uh, but but uh, until then, hey, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your knowledge. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure too. Thank you, John. Thank you very much.
Thanks, you both. And thanks to everyone out there who is listening to us as well. Remember to like, share, comment on this episode, subscribe to us wherever you have found this, uh, this episode, and make sure that you keep your eye open because every two or three weeks, another great discussion comes along where we talk about a topic from the building and the infrastructure industry. And don't forget to look out for the next conversation together with Scott and Gareth. We're going to dive into some of the latest and greatest innovations around Project Haystack and some of the exciting things that happened at Haystack Connect just in a recent week. So thanks very much and we'll see you soon.